Today's gospel comes from Luke chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. Luke chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. And it reads, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. It goes without saying that it is a tad bit warm today. So again, there's a water bubbler off to the side. I see people with fans. And um, we will trust that the spirit that normally warms our heart will somehow cool our bodies. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord of our hearts, please speak through this simple earthly vessel with all of its falls and faults and failings, and let your message be an inspiration to us all. I ask that you hide me behind the cross. And let only your light shine on us all. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations within our collective hearts be acceptable within thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> By faith. By faith. We may not touch his hands and side, nor follow where he trod. Yet, in his promise, we rejoice and cry, my Lord and God. These are words that the hymnist Henry Alfred wrote, a hymn about faith, describing in his words how we walk by faith, how we move through our Christian journey, not by sight, not always by tangible evidence, but simply and boldly by faith. We may arrive at our belief based on what we can see, what we can hear, and what we can touch. 
if your smoke alarm goes off, you may have a you may have a strong sense that there is a reason for concern. And if indeed that is coupled with the smell of smoke, then yes, you believe that there is a dangerous situation that you need to react to. So while our senses may help us to conclude what is factual, it is our faith, our ability to accept something that is unseen, something that is undetected by our physical senses that enables us to believe and to trust. We lift up our prayers to the Lord, either in this beautiful place or in our own homes. Perhaps you have a candle lit or some soft music playing to set the tone. Maybe we close our eyes and pause for a moment silently and then offer our prayers to God. And do we hear God speak to us with our ears? Do we feel God's Spirit guide us by touching our shoulders or holding our hands? Do we see the Lord smiling at us, acknowledging this moment of prayer with God's love, grace, and mercy? Or do we feel how God is moving in our hearts, touching our very soul? and providing us with an experience that may be hard to describe with words, but an experience nonetheless that is all too real and all so wonderful. An experience that just might make you break out with a smile and a yes, Lord. An experience that is captured with the popular saying, God is good all the time and echoed with, and all the time, God is good. You see, if you have ever been faced with a seemingly dire situation, where it felt like there were walls closing in on you, when what was normally considered to be a safe and secure place was anything but that, and somehow, in some unexpected and possibly inconceivably way, you were pulled out of that bad situation. You could see something good coming out of the chaos. You felt your prayers for help were heard, and you were delivered to a safe place. Then maybe that was yet another time of affirming the presence of just how good this God of love, unseen by our eyes, is always with us. Our faith tells us that God is with us even in those minor inconsequential moments. You might feel hesitant to reach out to a neighbor who is new to the community, and yet you do, and in doing so, you can see how your effort to welcome has helped to ease this neighbor into their new home and how it helps to expand and grow the community to be a home for all. 
what might have been a simple gesture on your part, which started with a gentle tug on your spirit, something that encouraged you to reach out, to welcome someone with love in your heart, and also knowing that you were probably not going to be harmed or hurt in any manner because you were being moved to welcome, to open the door, so to speak. And it was up to this new neighbor to accept the invitation. And sometimes our faith is indeed one of not only life changing, but also life saving. Mrs. Irma Edwards was my wife's maternal grandmother. Her family nickname was Big Mom, which signified her status in the family as the family's matriarch. Not as I had erroneously thought because of her physical size. She was actually a relatively small frame person, but again, had such a large presence in our extended family. In 1968, while living in her home in Mobile, Alabama, Big Mama suffered a major aneurysm in her brain. She was rushed to the hospital, and her doctor, along with her healthcare team, told her that the prognosis was not good, and that she needed to get her affairs in order. They still said that they could operate, but there was at least a 50% chance that she would not survive the surgery. Keep in mind that this was a period not too far removed from when our nation had separate facilities, hospitals, waiting rooms, operating theaters, and such. The Jim Crow era was still slowly ebbing away. And for Big Mom, a black woman in the deep south, this was still a tenuous environment. Big Mama, along with her other attributes, was a woman of faith. And so she prayed. The next day, she met with her doctor and her healthcare team, and she told them that they could go ahead and perform the necessary surgery. She told them that she talked to her other doctor, the one that she always went to for all things, the one who she thanked for all of her joys and blessings, the one who was the same one who was there in her struggles and her setbacks. She knew, because of her faith, that this other doctor, who we know as God, that God never fails. And when God told her, talking to her spirit, that she would be all right, she, as she would later share with her family, that she had no doubt about the outcome of her surgery. In fact, the surgery went extremely well, and Big Mama continued to live a full life. Here was a woman born into and living a good portion of her life 
as a second-class citizen because of her ethnicity and gender. Yet, her faith in God never wavered, nor did she ever give up on the promise and potential that this nation has for all people. Even when she was old enough to vote, it would be a long time before she was allowed to vote. But when she did vote, she knew she was making a difference. I still remember her talking about the pride she had in voting for the 44th president. And even more so, the joy that we all shared, we and her family, all shared with her when that same president and the first lady wrote to her to acknowledge her 100th birthday in 2011. And two years afterwards, she went to the life eternal in 2013. And throughout her life, living through the turbulence and uncertainty of the previous century, what guided Irma Edwards, what protected and encouraged Big Mom was her faith. Her faith that better days were coming. Her faith in her abilities and most importantly, her faith in God who loved her and who loves us all. Our faith is based on the sacrifice that Jesus did for us on the cross, dying for our sins and establishing a new promise, a new covenant with the Almighty. It is a promise that we will never be alone and that God is always with us and that one day we will all be together with God. It doesn't mean that we won't have setbacks, that we won't have challenges, and disappointments because those aspects are so real in this life. But it is a promise that we will have life abundantly and that we will always have God's Spirit to show us the way, to show us how we should live and love and forgive, growing together in our relationship with God the Creator, Savior, and Comforter. A God who is so real and always present in our lives. A God who can make a way out of no way. A God who never fails. And we know this can be true, not just by what we've experienced, and more than just from what we have read and studied. We know this to be true